Hey friends, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lisa and Lane. Hi Lane. Hello everyone. So friends, I am really excited today about our topic, but before we jump in, just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by thegardenersworkshop.com, and we're just so thrilled to bring you another information-rich way for you to learn more about seed starting. So Lane, what are we talking about today? All right. Well, it's a pretty warm day here in Southeastern Virginia when we're recording this, and I think that's pretty fitting because we have quite a hot little topic to talk about today. And we are talking about a pepper, but it's a special pepper. And our primary reason for growing this pepper is not for eating. It's more for ornamental use in bouquets, wreaths, and it's called a rooster pepper. And Lisa has actually been growing the seed. She grew it last year. She saved it and we actually have it available for sale now. So we wanted to put a little spotlight on it so you would all know what that's all about. Yeah, I'm super excited about this because this is really a special pepper in the cup flower world. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's get started. All right. So what is so special about this rooster pepper, Lisa, and why are they so sought after by flower farmers? So the reason what is so special about them is if you as a cut flower grower or someone that wanted to grow them for your bouquets at home have ever tried to grow a ornamental pepper and then soon learned that the foliage really does not stay hydrated and it off and you want to remove all of that. Well, it is incredibly time consuming. I mean, it could be a part-time job if you grew, if you're a flower farmer and you're really growing a lot of this ornamental pepper. Well, rooster peppers, one of their um, characteristics is that the fruit, which is the pepper, actually kind of rises above the foliage. So it is super quick and efficient to actually strip. So it makes it much more profitable. It makes it easy to use. And it is just an amazing addition to the bouquets. And if you're actually watching this over on our YouTube channel, Lane has pictures up and I love using it when it's still green. The foliage is not, it's not risen quite as high as it normally is by the time they turn red. Um, but I like to use it green because we know green's a hot cut flower color, right? Um, I love to use it green. And then we leave the majority, the lion's share of the crop to turn red out in the garden. So that's what's so special about them is they are just super easy to use as a cut flower. Yes. And to describe these peppers to everyone that's listening, they are these clusters of slender three inch long peppers that start off green and mature to red. Yeah. Peppers in general are just so beautiful. And these are definitely no exception. They're gorgeous in all their different stages of color development. And the fact that they're easy to strip just makes them a really great choice for cut flower growers and home gardeners to grow and add in some unique texture to their bouquets and other arrangements. Yes. So is this yes. a seed that's easy for farmers to get or how has it been available in the past? So no, it has not been easy to get. And so probably I think it was like 
I'm, I'm going to say about eight to 10 years ago, I was at a cut flower association, especially cut flower growers conference. And one of the activities at these big annual conferences is they would have silent auctions to raise money for our research, research foundation. And Kathy Jones of Periwinkle Cut Flower Farm in North Carolina brought seeds that she had of these and placed them in the auction and several growers bought it and split them up. And I happened to be a recipient of some of those seeds. Ooh. And so, oh my goodness. So I started growing them. Well, of course, you know, I was not in the seed growing business. Not that I am now, but we are doing that more and more, right? Um, we never considered growing it to have it available for other people. And so starting two years ago, we started growing it for production because it's virtually unavailable out there. Um, and so I reached out to Kathy to see kind of what was the backstory of this pepper. And she shared that she had gotten it years before from another grower at a farmer's market. And the story was that his grandma had kind of really selectively grew it for all these great habits that we love today, which in addition to having um, the fruit rise above the foliage, it gets really long stems when you treat it right. So it's like just a marriage made in heaven. And Kathy said it is a cash cow on her farm um, because they use it fresh, they sell it fresh, and they do tons of winter wreaths um, with these peppers. So it's just a great addition. And so we're growing it and making it available to the wider world of cut flower growers and fanciers. That is so exciting. I love when a seed has a story behind it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So can these peppers be eaten or are they mostly just for ornamental purposes? I mean, I don't really know a lot about peppers because I don't eat peppers, but <laughs> I understand that yes, these are definitely edible. They're like chili peppers. They're hot peppers. Um, so y'all have to let us know, um, those that are making salsa and eating them and using them for whatever you use peppers with. Um, but yes, that is my understanding. All right. So how productive are the plants and do you consider them a cut and come again type of crop? So they're very productive. Um, so we give them a really hard pinch because instead of getting that central stem, with a lot of fruit hanging around, we want lots of long stems with some fruit on each one to be able to use it right in bouquets. So it took me a little while to figure this out. So we pinch um, the majority of the crop. And when I say pinch it hard, we plant, we either pinch in the tray 10 to 14 days before we plant or we plant them and wait until they're established, which is about 10 to 14 days um, after they've been planted. And then we pinch them back to about four leaves um, to really get that deep branching effect. Um, and that gives us lots of branching with a nice group of fruit that makes them just really, really perfect for the cut flower world. And do you think of them as cut and come again? Are oh. you harvesting over a longer period of time or... So it just really depends, you know, because it takes them, you know, a pepper, you can harvest them green, like a bell pepper even, yes. but if you leave them longer, then they mature to red, right? We tend to leave them until they get red. So I will cut stems 
that are tall enough and fruitful enough when they're green, which is earlier in the process. And, you know, I will say they will continue to produce longer. Okay. So how many plants do you think a farmer and a home gardener should grow? That's kind of a difficult question to answer because it depends on how big someone's operation is or what they're going for. But what would you say in terms of the number of plants? Sure. So um, for the home gardener, I would think that two, and again, it depends if they want to make a few wreaths, then they're obviously going to have to grow more. But for the average home gardener, um, that's just looking to have some to add in their bouquets. And then at the end of the season, harvest everything that's left and maybe make a small wreath for their kitchen, you know, or something. I would say that four to six plants would be very productive in a home garden situation. Of course, that's growing them in full sun and in their conditions. For a flower farmer, I was quite surprised. I grew grew two rows in a 30-inch bed, staggered in a zigzag pattern. Um, And we grew about a 25-foot section of bed. And I was floored over the volume of stems that we got from there. So I would say just starting out, you know, your first year, I tend to not go all in on a crop I haven't grown before. But if you're a fairly good sized grower, I would say a 20 to 25 foot section of bed would be a minimum that I would try. Um, And yeah, because that'll be very, very productive. So you did two rows in a 30 inch bed and you said you zigzagged them. How Mm -hmm. much space would you say was in between the plants in a row? 12 inches, kind of 12 inches in all directions. Um, And again, because you're pinching them, they're going to get bushy, right? But because we want them to grow tall and straight, that little bit closer planting together help encourages that kind of behavior. Yeah. Okay. So how tall do these peppers tend to get? And do they require support from cages or netting with a lot of peppers? You have to make sure to support them so they don't collapse under the weight of the fruit. Is that the case with these rooster peppers? Very, very much so. They get really heavy. So they get, when we pinch them and they get adequate water and nutrition, I mean, you're talking 24 to 32 inch stems. I mean, they're fairly significant, which really is a really big part of what makes them so dadgum useful, right? Um, And so we do use the flower support netting. Um, You know, that netting will support anything. I've never, I mean, dahlias, all heavy things. It's the stakes that decide how well your supporting is. They're the the weak link, right? Um, So we use the flower support netting with sturdy stakes placed about every four to six feet Um, just to be safe. And um, it does a really, really great job. Do you think a home gardener would have success using cages if they preferred to use that for this pepper? You can, a cage or even the grow through round metal um, grids that you can often buy like a peony. I think they sell them as peony grids. They would work very much the same. And the secret and the key to all of those is to install them before the plants reach that height of about 18 inches, which is kind of where you want that netting to be um, at that halfway mark of maturity. Yes. Okay. So are these peppers good candidates for container growing? If someone just has a patio that gets full sun, they just don't have a lot of in-ground space. Do you think they would work well in a container? 
I do, um, but they would definitely need support. They might not get quite as tall. Um, we tend to use 15 gallon or larger containers um, when we're growing this type of stuff, you know, beyond just ornamental, you know, you're trying to grow to get an actual crop to cut or harvest. Yeah. Um, and so a 15 gallon, I would think that three plants planted kind of near the edges in a triangle pattern um, would probably do really well. But again, you would probably have really significant stakes that go all the way to the bottom of the container because um, that'll be the loss is yeah. they'll grow tall and then they'll topple over. But, you know, I'm a believer that every plant can be grown in a container. Some of them just might not get as big and tall or they need such support. That's the challenge part of growing in a container. Yeah. It's good to know that they can fit possibly in a small space if someone doesn't have a large garden sure. or yard to grow these in. Yeah. So what is the proper stage to harvest these for fresh or dried ornamental use? Not talking about eating the peppers, but what's the proper harvest stage for our purposes that we're talking about today? So any stage really, because you are going to strip all the foliage it doesn't really matter about wilting. I mean, that's usually, I mean, the stems are fairly firm um, once the fruit starts to develop. So you can, I mean, like, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes if we're desperate for filler and they're green and I'm out there thinking, holy cow, I bet I can get, you know, 70 stems right there. It'd be great to have one of those to stick in every bouquet, right? Um, and people, it's really funny, people don't even recognize them as peppers. You know, yeah. they don't even realize that's what that is. Right. So you can pretty much harvest it whenever the fruit is big enough to make an impact on what it is that you're going to um, use them for. Now for drying, I've never tried to dry them in the green stage. I would imagine that they've got too much moisture in them to make them really a great candidate for that. But once they turn red, you can harvest them at any point um, to actually hang them to dry. Um, or there's just so many fun things you can make with dried peppers, right? I mean, the chili peppers, you can search that in the search engine from cool, um, they, they hang them in a straight line, but you can make wreaths, you can make all different kinds of things. Um, so it's in my experience, harvesting them once they're red for drying and use that way or to save seed. Um, yeah. And of course, for saving seed, if you want to come back true, um, you need to kind of isolate them and have them not be around other peppers. Yeah. And they are open pollinated. So they are a good candidate for seed saving. Yeah. So is that the best way to dry these peppers? If you do want to dry them, is hanging upside down typically the best way to do that? Yeah. The whole reason that you hang stuff upside down to dry it is so it won't droop. Right. Think about it. You know, if it was a flower, you're not giving it water. And if it was upright, the flowers would droop. So hanging them upside down, that's really the only reason that you do that. And yes, I would definitely hang it. Although I see people making wreaths um, if they've been left in the garden long enough, harvesting them, cutting them and making the little bunches that they put on the wreaths. Um, doing that before, you know what I mean? You don't have to dry them, then yeah. make the wreaths. You can make the wreaths and then dry them. So is this something that you sold as a commercial farmer to your commercial customers? Or was this something more like you would put in bouquets for your subscription service? All of the above. We sold them commercially to our, um, to our League of Florists. Um, we put them in our um, mixed bouquets that went to supermarkets. Of course, our members only market really customers loved them too, because they would buy and buy the stem or buy the bunch 
to make the things that we're talking about too, right? Um, because yeah. that's something that's really just not very available. And I will tell you that the rooster pepper sets so much fruit at the top of the stem. While when you make a um, dried wreath out of chili peppers, you oftentimes have to group several stems together that are cut really, really short to make a little baby bunch. And that little baby bunch is then what is attached to the wreath form of whatever you're using, whether it's a grapevine or wire or whatever. With roosters, oftentimes they're so plentiful with their fruit setting that you don't have to do that, or it's only two little cl yeah. two clusters together. So it just it's just an all around um, so interesting. As I've been sharing with um, some of our instructors when we have the round table with our instructors, you know, I told them that we were growing it and said, "Do you want to grow them?" And every one of them said, "I." I don't grow peppers. They're too hard to strip. I said, oh, I have to send you these seeds. That's what is so wonderful about them because the stripping problem makes them not profitable and it's not yeah. worth growing as a business person. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's amazing. So these peppers are a profitable cut for you. Would you say they command a high dollar value per stem? Sure. As a fresh cut. Yeah. They're super long lasting. And so here's the thing that I think of when, I mean, you always have to see what the market is, where you are in your location, wholesale and that kind of thing. Um, but the great thing that makes them such a value to me and to my commercial customers is if for some reason they don't use them all up fresh, guess what? You can dry them. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they have the backup plan. Um, so that just makes them a very valuable crop in my experience. Yeah. And that reminds me of when we spoke to Ellen Frost on a different episode about dried flowers. And she said when she's buying fresh flowers, she's always considering their potential to be dry yeah. because she doesn't want anything to go to waste. And she is the one that I learned. That's why we have that wall of dry flowers. Oftentimes you'll see me sitting in front of those were all flowers destined to the compost heap. We were done with them until yeah. you and I had that discussion with Ellen and we dry everything now. And there's a couple of things that are like, eh, maybe we wouldn't dry that one again. But the lion's share is, I mean, that wall behind me um, on those shows are things that we just literally air dried. Um, and that's yeah. how the peppers would be used. Yeah. Rather than going to the compost heap, you might as well dry them. Exactly. Okay. So when you're drying the peppers, do they seem to hold their shape and their color when they're dried or how do they change? How does their appearance change? Sure. They do hold, if they're red, they definitely hold their color. I can I will say I've never tried to dry green ones, yeah. um, but the red ones hold their color, but they shrivel. That's what the right. big change is. So they aren't quite as voluptuous. So for instance, I would probably, if I was getting my heart all big set on making wreaths or a wreath, I think I would dry one before I started making a wreath to see, okay, they shrink 50%. Yeah. I do need to group more peppers together. I can almost tell you in all wreath work, more is always better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that would just be a big old heartbreak, wouldn't it? To make a wreath that looked beautiful. And then 30 days later, as it dried, it's now looking like a shriveled up old, you know, carrot in the bottom of the veggie tray. Yeah. Refrigerator. Yeah. I was just going to say the same is true with dried flowers. Yeah. If you're drying a bunch of flowers, it's always a good idea to start off with more volume than you would need if you were using them fresh to account for shrinkage as the moisture evaporates. Yeah. So that's what I've noticed is that they just shrink. 
as, as all dried flowers do, as they lose their moisture, which keeps them poofy. Okay, so last we're gonna finish on what are some ideas for how these peppers could be used in fresh and dried arrangements? We've already talked about wreaths. We've talked about bouquets. What are some of your favorite flowers to pair with these peppers? Sure. And this is just such a great question. One of the things that our customers appreciate so much when we would make mixed bouquets is to say, hey, that bouquet really has a lot of flowers or all the flowers in there dry fairly well. So after you've enjoyed it fresh, just hang the whole thing upside down somewhere out of the way and let it dry. And I was talking about how nice it is to think about when you're pairing flowers together, those really strong candidates for drying. So this would be another one that would be such a great pair with those flowers, yeah. straw flat, well, straw flowers and um, status and gumfrina. And we have found just so many, I mean, almost all the flowers, I will say that zinnias aren't really gorgeous once they dry, um, you know, sunflowers dry. Um, so really I would pair it with anything. And it also would depend on what colors, if it was green, it will literally go with anything with red. Yeah. My sister, the bouquet maker would say every color goes together. And I have to say that Red would be a beautiful compliment to any. I mean, think of those late summer and fall bouquets when these would be maturing into red, oranges and yellows. Um, but yeah, thinking, kind of making an effort to think about what is really going to dry um, and be sure. I mean, eucalyptus would be great. You know, I mean, there's just so many great dryers that it would be a great um, addition to. So anything is what I'm saying. I agree. And I love the idea of using it green as well. I think that would just be such a pretty addition to any bouquet. Yeah. And it just makes it so much more usable. And again, so as a commercial grower, you're always thinking, how can I start harvesting from a crop even earlier to A, get my customers revved up about it? You know, I would love to take some bunches of green peppers to a customer to say, hey, and guess what? These will be getting red and they're ready and waiting. They'll say, oh, put me down for 20 bunches. You know what I mean? So yeah. the earlier you introduce something, the better it is and it stretches it out. And so that way, especially if you have a bumper crop, maybe you can't sell 800 stems of red peppers. But if you start cutting it early when it's green, you might be able to sell 200 of them that eliminates that bumper crop later, you know? So, yeah. Yes. Well, that was our episode for today, everyone. I hope we have inspired you to spice up your bouquets with some ornamental rooster peppers. And we're so happy to be able to be offering those now. Make sure to leave us a review or rating in a podcast app and give us a like and comment over on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. All right, friends, till we meet again. Ciao. Bye.